Perry, 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 Holy, Holy, Healthy, Healthy, Mama, Mama, Podcast. Woohoo! Welcome to the Holy Healthy Mama Podcast. I'm Kristen Noriega, your host, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and fellow Christian mom. I provide moms with practical, uncomplicated solutions so you can feed yourself and your family with confidence and lean into an active lifestyle. I'm on a mission to make health the standard, and I believe it starts in the family with mom at the core. So whether you're filled with holy guacamole, the Holy Spirit, or have no idea what either of those are, I've got you covered, friend. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Holy Healthy Mama, episode three. I'm glad you're here today with me, and we'll begin with a moment of encouragement. St. Francis of Assisi said, Start by doing what's necessary, then do what's possible, and suddenly you are doing the impossible. Let me repeat that. Start by doing what's necessary, then do what's possible, and suddenly you are doing the impossible. There we go. Hope that helps you out today as we look at five health habits to start today. So last episode, we looked at some things to stop that were inhibiting you from achieving your health goals. And these are five things that you can start doing today to achieve your health goals. So uh, start with what's necessary, then what's possible, and then suddenly you're doing the impossible and you've changed your health habits, and you've got some better practices incorporated into your life. Let's get into it, friends. Numero uno, or number one. Start practicing moderation. So this is twofold. The first part is reducing the size of your meals. So it's actually quite easy to implement if you just look at your plate and leave a little bit of white space. Or if your plate's green, leave a little bit of green space. Or if it's clear, some clear space. But avoid filling up your plate so much that you can't even see the plate. So by doing this, you're reducing your intake. And you can just use smaller serving sizes. So a couple spoonfuls instead of a huge mound of whatever it is. And so since this is twofold for moderation... The second part would be consider the idea that all foods can fit into your diet with a little bit of moderation. So while some choices might be better than others, like if you're looking at cake versus a sweet potato, we know that one might have a little bit more health benefits, a little bit more nutrients, but I want to encourage you to Figure out how to incorporate both of those, cake and sweet potato, into your diet with what you've got going on. Getting away from that whole concept of deprivation and going on a diet and eliminating foods and taking things away. Give yourself a little bit. What can you have? How can you eat better? How can you have the cake? How can you... Incorporate it into your life so that you can love it. Or, you know, whatever it is. If it's chips, if it's 
no pretzels, if it's cheese, those things can be a part of your diet. So by knowing yourself and honoring yourself, honoring your likes, you can have these things and probably be happier in the long run. You know, for me, it's, I would say my biggest vice or my biggest food craving is chocolate. I love chocolate and I'm going to own it. I'm going to be a chocolate lover. I'm going to get the cake. I'm going to get the chocolate ice cream. I'm going to get whatever it is, but in moderation. So I've left a little bit of blank space on my plate and I'm not going to get the extra large chocolate shake. I might get the kid's size shake if I'm really craving it that day. So again, getting away from that deprivation mindset and just switching it to moderation can help you incorporate the foods that you like. Numero dos. Number two, start eating more fruits and vegetables. Oh my goodness. I have to say, I probably say this every day to somebody. Oh, you should eat two fruits and three vegetables. At least make half of your plate fruits and vegetables is that's like the gold standard for nutrition if at least half your fruit half of your plate is fruits and vegetables then you're going to get a approving nod from a dietitian somewhere and a thumbs up perhaps <laughs> the USDA the United States Department of Agriculture has coined this phrase you know make half your plate fruits and vegetables because if you're doing that then you're likely going to get enough fruits and vegetables throughout the day now, not every meal is eaten on a standard 8-inch plate. You know, I like to put a lot of my foods into a bowl. I like to put my salad on the bottom or my, my greens, whatever it is. And then I throw all my other food on top and drizzle it with some dressing and that's my meal. But if I were to unfold my salad <laughs> and plate it in a standard, regular 8-inch plate, you would see that at least half of my plate is fruits and vegetables. And then the other part is going to be your grains and your proteins, a little bit of dairy perhaps. Now, what do you do if you don't like fruits and vegetables? I have an aunt and she tells me every time I talk about nutrition, well, I don't like vegetables, so what do I do? <laughs> I'm like, well, dang it, just eat them. No, <laughs> but you can incorporate fruits and vegetables into other parts of your meal. So if you love omelets, throw some peppers in there and onions and mushrooms and spinach and mix it up and now you've got an omelet loaded with lots of additional nutrients versus just like um, eggs and cheese. You've given it a boost, you incorporated it in there. Or you can find those really awesome recipes where you sneak in uh, pureed pumpkin into the muffins or you make smoothies if you like smoothies throw in a handful of spinach or kale lots of frozen or fresh fruits let's see oh if you're a dessert person and you like your ice cream hey top it with some fresh berries the more the merrier throw on some blueberries and strawberries and blackberries and you know you'll get the vitamin boost from the berries and you'll get a little bit of sweet and then if you're me you'll drizzle it with a little bit of chocolate too because like I said I got a hankering for that chocolate <laughs> and this advice 
for increasing your fruits and vegetables comes from the research that shows that fruits and vegetables can help protect you against cancer and they can help protect you against diabetes because some of the good stuff that's inside of them. Oh, and heart disease. Cancer, diabetes, and heart disease. There's research out there to show that fruits and vegetables can help protect against those. So you're by incorporating these foods, you'll get more fiber. You know, that will help with your gut health, your uh, regulation in the restroom, restroom regulation, shall I say, <laughs> more vitamins, more minerals, and more antioxidants. So eat your fruits and vegetables. Moving to numero tres. Number three, start drinking more water. This can also be easy to accomplish. You can get a plastic water bottle just like you would get from a vending machine or you know buy a 24 pack of these plastic water bottles and they come in 16 ounces, anywhere between 16 and 20. You take a Sharpie, you take that one water bottle and every time you empty it, you put a dash mark on your water bottle. So you can keep track of how many water bottles you've consumed throughout the day and it doesn't get away from you. It's an easy tracking system to get more water. And another idea would be to um, buy like a huge 32 ounce water bottle and have a certain time of the day where you're gonna make sure you have finished that water bottle. So for me, mine, I finish my 32 ounce water bottle for sure by lunch, for sure by dinner, and for sure by bedtime. Now that gets a little crunched in the end there, but you know, if that's just like my guideline or if I haven't been drinking that much, well then I might go chug a little bit. <laughs> Not advocating that you chug anything on this show, but <laughs> take some big drinks. Now how much water do you need? There really is no hard and fast rule to recommend how much water. As a rule of thumb, you can use this approach. You take your weight in pounds, so I'm just gonna say it's 100 because that's the easiest here. Your weight in pounds is 100, and you wanna drink that many ounces throughout the day. So 100 pounds, you're gonna drink 100 ounces. You could even start, if you don't drink hardly any water at all right now, a goal for you might be to drink half your body weight, so 50 ounces. But if you're not quite sure, you think you're doing pretty good, just start tracking and see how much you are drinking. And why would you want to drink more water? There's several different reasons. One is if you get headaches, it might be due to might be due to high good grief here. Might be due to dehydration. I want you to try saying that. <laughs> might be due to dehydration headaches. Another thing is when you are drinking more water, you aren't as hungry. The signals kind of get a little mixed up, a little twisted in your head when you're thirsty and it can sometimes make you think that you're hungry, but really your body's trying to signal that you need water. So drinking more water can make you feel less hungry throughout the day. One more suggestion for increasing your water would be to uh, find a trigger. So if, 
for example, you're potty training your two-year-old. I'm right there with you. Ugh, it's been rough. But if you're potty training your two-year-old and you have a timer go off every single hour, well, at that point, when you after you take your kiddo to the bathroom, because that's the priority, then drink a glass of water. Drink eight ounces of water. Drink however much you feel you need to take in at that time to help you reach your ultimate goal. Or if it's like you have a stretch break every 45 minutes at work or an episode of (laughs) Paw Patrol ends, use those already built in to your schedule triggers to drink some water. Okay, moving on. Numero cuatro. Number four. Start increasing your exercise. Yep. I don't mean go to the gym right now and get a gym membership and spend $200 and then go buy brand new gear, uh, new workout clothes, new sports bras, but gotta get new tennis shoes just to get you going. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. What I mean is take a look at how you're actually getting your physical activity in today and bump it up a notch. Add 10 minutes to your walk if you can. Or walk faster and break a sweat. Or let's see, maybe you have a set of weights at home and you've only been using the 5 pounds. Try incorporating the 10 pound set. Um, what else? If you play with your kids on the playground, take a ball out there and kick it around and just try to do something that can increase your physical activity in your daily routine as it is right now with what you are doing because that's going to be more realistic, more sustainable. All right, so let's look at how I've exercised over the last week. Um, Today, I was able to get in 20 minutes on my treadmill, walking slash running, but I had to jump off a couple times Go pull up my two-year-old's underwear, the one who I said is potty training. Yep. Um, You know, different things got in the way, but I still got it done. Yesterday, I was able to go on a stroller run with my kids, two of them, because we have a double stroller. The day before, I jumped around in my living room. I'm not even kidding, and it's totally embarrassing. And if anyone were to see me do this, they would think I had lost my mind, but I crank up the music. For me, usually it's like Shakira or <laughs> like something that has a really strong beat that I know is not going to switch to something slow in the middle. And I just start doing some lunges and some squats and some burpees and I pretend to jump rope and do some high knees. I do a jump down and plank over my baby and make her laugh and tickle and alternate my arms and just move. I just move and I set my timer for 15 or 20 minutes. Whatever I feel like I have the room, the time to spare for that day. It sometimes it's literally 10 minutes in my bathroom right in front of my kids in the bath and I just jump up and down and I'm silly and I I lean on the bathtub and do push-ups or I squat down and rub the shampoo in their hair and then stand back up and then squat back down and rub the shampoo and stand back up. (laughs) It's, 
it's not perfect. And yeah, if I was trying to become a fitness model, my exercise routine would probably be severely insufficient. But that is definitely not my goal. I am just trying to move and get my endorphins coming through and get my heart rate pumping because exercise feels good. And you got to find what feels good for you. If it's yoga, if it's walking, if it's bike riding, there's a million different ways. It could be just dancing in your kitchen by yourself or with your kids or your husband. I make my husband two-step with me and get the biggest eye rolls because he doesn't like to dance. But we're just silly and get moving sometimes. So yeah, I want to encourage you to start increasing your exercise one way or another. Whew, that was a lot. Moving to numero cinco, number five. Start eating family meals. All right. What I want to put out into this world is that mom is the core of the family. And whether it's just you and your partner right now or you, your partner, and six little munchkins running around, mom can be the pillar of health for the family. So by eating family meals, you're going to increase your intake of good foods and your children's intake of good foods and your partner's intake of good foods. And that's really important because I love my husband and I love my kids and I want them to have a healthy diet. You know, it could be argued like, oh, my husband's a grown man and he should be taking care of himself or or my maybe you have older kids and it's like, well, fin for yourself, whatever, just do it. And of course, there's time for that. I'm not saying there's not. We FFY, fin for yourself, occasionally. Okay, maybe more than occasionally. But we still are going to eat that food together. It's a way to build up your family unit and to strengthen your relationships. And I just think that mom has this unique gift and unique power to bring the family together at the table so that everybody can get to know each other. You know, if you're so busy and you're running around and you're, you hardly have time to sit down and play with your kids, you hardly have time to talk to your husband because you're working at night or you have different work shifts or you're exhausted and you don't want to talk. Yes, I, I too can relate to all of those things, but the one time that you have throughout the day or the three times that you have throughout the day to really connect and bond can be over your meal. You get to just enjoy each other's company and enjoy the food. And yes, meal times can be crazy because we have little kids. You know, I that's like just real life. You know, I've got a four-year-old, two-year-old, and a baby. And sometimes meal time is not this calm, connecting time throughout the day and it's chaos. But the intention behind it is to spend it with the, my kids and my family. So get to know each other, enjoy a meal, get to know what your kids actually like and dislike or why they dislike it. You know, if they don't like the chicken because they don't, or the sandwich because they don't know how to pick it up and eat it. Well, you can figure that out by sitting down with them and deconstruct it even, you know. Oh, you don't like, you 
to show them, you know, this is how you pick up a sandwich. And if you don't like it like that, then let's open it up and eat it piece by piece. Or, hey, I'm going to cut it for you into little chunks. Let's see what this individual actually likes. By sitting down, you can learn a lot from your family. Learn a lot about your family. So that was our five health habits to start today. And if you missed the five health habits to stop, head back to the last episode, episode two. And you can pair these together to get you set on the right track towards reaching a healthier lifestyle. And now I'm going to move into the last segment, today's food trends. This topic is taken from foodandnutrition.org. It's um, also a magazine that I get monthly as being a member of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, which is like the professional organization for dietitians. Um, It's a good resource. So the topic is why are calories printed on menus at some restaurants? In 2014, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration published a final rule allowing customers to obtain nutrition information for food and beverages, including alcohol, in some restaurants and other comparable retail food establishments. The rule implemented the nutrition labeling provisions of the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act of 2010. Combined with vending machine calorie labeling, this is expected to empower consumers to make informed and healthful dietary choices. So the total calories, total fat, saturated fat, trans fat, cholesterol, sodium, carbohydrate, fiber, sugars, and protein should all be listed at major restaurants. And it's just to increase transparency and increase um, consumer, which is you, me, consumer knowledge and arm us with the ability to make informed choices. And some studies show that the calories are effective and some show that people completely ignore them. I am definitely one who looks at the calories and I make my meal selection based on that because when you actually look at what you're ordering, sometimes restaurants will have, some meals will be like 2,000 calories or 1,700 calories per just that one meal right in front of you on that plate. And for the average woman, uh, not pregnant, not breastfeeding, 1,700, 2,000 calories, that range is going to be sufficient for your entire day. So yeah, I definitely factor that in. And, you know, often I'm still going to get the meal, but I will only eat half of it or substitute my fries for the steamed broccoli. Yeah, it used, I use it as a powerful tool. And so the take-home message is, if those are available, you should use them too. All right, my friends, thanks for listening. Follow me on Instagram, subscribe to this podcast, and stay tuned because I've got some amazing interviews lined up. And yeah, just get excited and feel free to DM me or yeah, message me on Instagram if you have some topics you'd like for me to cover. All right. Thanks for listening to Holy Healthy Mama. If you loved the show, please leave me a five-star review. It will help with the show's visibility 
initial and long-term success, and it will make my heart happy. All right, friends. Love your babies, say your prayers, and eat your greens.